Welcome to Artifacts. I'm your host, Marissa Dickens, and today's guest is visual artist Michael Provenza. Hello. Hello. Thanks Good for coming. You. Yeah. So I discovered Michael and his work through the article in the Toledo City Paper. It was a really nice article. Oh yeah, that was that was good. It was uh, written by a good friend of mine. She's oh, awesome. amazing. Yeah, yeah. And I was looking because I love the paper and I was looking through and like I looked at your website and I just fell in love with your work, the colors. And for me, it's like a whimsical nature yeah. of it. And I guess the sense of hopefulness in a lot of your works, which drew me yeah. in. Oh, cool. And of course, the Disney aspect, because I'm a huge yeah. Disney fan. And oh, I wanted to have you on just to share your journey and how you got into art. And of course, sure. how you got into your collaboration with Disney and then where you are at now. So yeah, I'm excited yeah. to dive in. You ready? <laughs> okay, I'm ready. You ready? <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> where are you from originally? Originally San Jose, California. Okay. And yeah, so now I live in uh, Perrysburg, Ohio. Nice. How did that transition? Yeah. How did that even happen to come to um, Ohio? I, I came here to be with my son. He was two years old at the time. And okay. I want to make sure I was with him full time. So yeah. now he's 24. So oh, yeah. That's my age. Yep. 24. Yep. <laughs> yep. Yeah. What was your earliest memory with art? Oh, my earliest uh, it has to be when, well, I started when I was nine. And that's when I really loved Disney animation. You know, we'd, we'd have the uh, uh, Wonderful World of Disney on Sundays. Yeah. Uh, when we were little it was fantastic I loved the animation I loved it and I've always loved art because my grandfather was an artist and he used oh, to wow. share his art with me but he was from Chicago so I used to get him sent to me in the mail or my mom would show me that kind of stuff mm -hmm. and then that's how it started just kind of doing that and I, I loved to draw a lot mm -hmm. of my friends like to draw but I seem to really hone in on it so okay yeah what kind of art did your uh, grandfather do? He did uh, portraits, really cool portraits. He did some cartoonings. So he did a lot of anniversary cards and birthday cards for his company when he was working in Chicago. He always loved art. He was actually accepted into the uh, art school in France. Fortunately, he couldn't do it because he had to take care of his family. His father died and he was the oldest. Oh, okay. So he had to stay He's an amazing artist or was an amazing artist. And it was a really great influence on me. So it's kind of where that happened. Although, you know, you got to have it in you too, the passion. So mm -hmm. it helped. <laughs> yeah. Like you said, you kind of started drawing. Did you ever have any formal training lessons then? You know, not too formal. I never went to art school by itself. I just took art in school. You know, I, I would always do the contests on the back of cereal boxes and I would send those in and I would just draw constantly just because it was a really good release for me. I did play a lot of sports and I was a little baseball and, and stuff like that. I loved that, but I also loved drawing. So when I wasn't doing that, I was always drawing, mm. uh, always making things up, trying to do my own thing, even at an early age, mm -hmm. which was tough. But I did want to do backgrounds for films, mm. for animation films. It was something I was just drawn to. And then 
I never really went to any art museums or places where, you know, there were real art exhibits as a kid. Just We just never did that. But when I was in school, when we, you know, had our art class, the teachers would show us different art styles and stuff to follow. And I always thought that was fascinating because I didn't realize it was such a big world of art. You know what I mean? Yeah. Styles. And it was, it was like I was in a candy store for me. Yeah. You know, it was like, oh my gosh, I can't believe this and that and that, you know, view that they come up with. And so, yeah, I'd have to say it was just, I always looked at things. I always looked at nature actually, which is the biggest part of what I do in my work now is that I've always been observant of the way clouds are, uh, the way shadows hit the ground and the way the sun, you know, lights things and shapes and all that. So, yeah, I mean, everything around me, plus some of the art that I was exposed to and the cartoons. Mm -hmm. So how did you come to that decision where you wanted to pursue art as a career? Did it come naturally, like, I'm going to do this, or it took a little bit for you to find your it niche? It took a little bit because ultimately I wanted to be either a professional baseball player or a fireman. Okay. <laughs> then I was thinking, well, okay, I, I think I'll, I think I'll try that. One of those two, you know? And then as I got into more of the art and painting on my own and coming up with ideas, and then my art teachers in high school is what helped me more in the direction of art itself. Now, there wasn't much of anything job-wise, really, that I could imagine getting as an artist other than doing backgrounds for Disney films or animated characters. So I wanted to pursue that, or I didn't know what else to do. So I, I did sign painting. You know, I did graphics for the signs, trucks on the side of trucks and all that stuff. So I was still in it, but didn't really know where I was going to go with it. And took art in college, fine art in college. And then it's just, I've always had that passion. I always went to that direction. You know, the, the thing with the baseball <laughs> that ended quickly. Yeah. And then, and then being a fireman, it was like, I don't know. I, I didn't have that passion. It was like, I didn't know what I was wanting to do there. Man, when I was exposed to art history classes, then that's like captured me because I mean, I got to see all the art they had from all the different periods of time, you know, and it's kind of crazy to think of history. Art was art history, but I absolutely loved it, even more than some of the projects we had, <laughs> just to study that. And it was, it was fantastic. So then in your article, it says that you worked a little bit in the video game industry with your art. So yep. what did you specifically do for video games? Well, uh, well, how it started was I was doing art shows, art and wine festivals, art shows, these fantasy conventions. And one of them, I uh, was doing the show and there was an art director that came in from a video game company that said, really like your art. We'd like to know if you'd be interested in working for a game company. And I'm all, sure, what would I do? I don't know anything about computers or any of that. Because, oh, we would pay you and then train you on the computer and do your work the way it is. And then we have a project that we, you know, get done and all that stuff. And so that's how I got into it, which is crazy because nowadays you have to have a degree to get into the video game industry, you know? Yeah. 
So I was able to get a job right on the spot and get paid for it. And it was really cool. It was really fun. I'm not going to lie. It was kind of hard because I had no idea what a computer did or, you know what I mean? And Mm -hmm. it was very archaic then. And, you know, nowadays it's, it's crazy, but it was really cool. I did a lot of the backgrounds. So background art, animations, special effects, all the user interface stuff. So I did a lot of things. And then I finally narrowed it down to the thing that I loved the most, which was background work. Um, So the environments and 3D and all that stuff. So, and believe it or not, that working in the video game industry for over 25 years, it was very helpful for me to understand 3D space and a 2D flat image. So that's how I paint now is I paint it to look 3D as opposed to just flat. And, and it's basically from the 3D packages that I use to do that work that helped me out to do that. So that's so interesting because when I see your works, I feel like I'm in there or like, there's just like a, there's a focal point. And then I feel like I could be there and live there and want to live there. Yeah. And that's, that's really cool because in 3D, you, you work on atmosphere and distance yep. and, and then knowing what those colors are because the, all the lighting and stuff. And when you render this stuff, it, it does that kind of stuff. So it's like, why would I use that or this color? Or, you know, there's a reason because it's so far away and it creates that depth. So mm-hmm. that's what I do now with my fine art. And it's been working well, so. No, I get that same reaction from everybody that they feel like they can actually walk into my paintings, which is really cool. I love that. So it's immersive, I would say. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Well, let's talk about then your art now that you are known for. How would you describe your works to someone who has never seen them? Well, I like to call them surrealistic realism. They're real, but they're not, obviously. They're made up. They're worlds that I've created over the past 20-plus years with the help of the video game industry because we had to create these worlds that didn't exist. So I had to really pull it out of my head to try to figure out how to create these environments and kind of make sense, too, in the real world so it's not so foreign to people when they look at it. You want people to look at your work and feel good and safe and something familiar to it. Uh, a lot of people describe my work to be like a Dr. Seuss style. I was going to say uh, exactly. Alice in Wonderland. Yeah, I mean, and it's great. And those are great comments. A lot of people apologize afterwards, but I always tell them, don't apologize. It's a great comment. I mean, you know, that's amazing. I do have a lot of stripes in my work and it's like evokes movement. It's a style that has been uh, well-received and... So I kept with it and trying to perfect it every day. So I'm trying to get better each time. So I want to be able to feel really good when I'm painting a scene. Like I can go into it and explore and see how how it feels for me. I want it to be upbeat. I don't want anything to be gloomy. So that's what I want the viewers to feel. And I paint live at shows. And... A lot of people say exactly how I feel when I'm painting. And it's one of those things where it's such an easy conversation to have when I'm painting. There's no nerves. There's no awkwardness because I have my painting there. I'm painting it and they're they're commenting on the very things that I'm doing or or experiencing myself. 
it works so well. And it's, it's satisfying to know that that's what people are seeing. And it's easy because it is conveyed that way. So first and foremost, it's how I feel as an artist. Because if you, the viewer, are looking at the art and the art doesn't look like it's taken care of or loved with passion, then it, there's a disconnect. You know, the artist has to have that view or that connection for the viewer to actually have that connection. So it's, it's cool. I love that. At least for me, anyway. So then talk about your techniques then. Like, how do you even start? Like, what's your typical, like, what's your whole process, I guess, technically wise? Do you do like underpainting or? Yeah. Yeah, I can take you all the way through. Uh, Usually start with a sketch before I do anything. Most of the time, especially with the Disney stuff, that all has to be with a sketch first. And is it like nature inspiration slash like it just comes from your your own mind? It's it's all nature, but it's also from my mind. And, And it took like, 15 to 20 years to figure out how to do something from my mind. Yeah. You know, based on what I see, I do a lot of environment. So trees, clouds, the way the sun hits things, the way the shadow hits the ground, uh, those kinds of things are very important for me to create that environment and atmosphere. And so when I, I start with a sketch, do that first, then I, I paint on board. Actually it's a, um, a panel, a wood panel. I paint a pointillistic style in my art. So you'll everybody will see dots, basically little dots, pointillism, uh, like Surat, but you know, smaller and tighter. But I also do a mix of regular traditional blending too. It's not all pointillism. It's just on my the grass, the ground, the trees, the bark, those kinds of things to get that texture. And it's worked really well. I've always loved pointillism as a kid even just because it was so different you know and i did it in black and white now i'm doing it in color and there's so many layers to it so what i do is i start off with the background first always uh the sky and then work my way forward that's how i build it up each artist they they do different things but this is my process so i i do that do the sky do the background and then do the layers up front and then once i get all that blocked in then I start doing the details and then I do the lighting where I want the light from dictates where the shadows go. I just love it. You know, and I, I, I just, <laughs> I learn each time with the pointillistic style. There's also like three different layers to it. I, first of all, it's all flat color. Then I do the pointillistic style on it to get that texture. And then I do another value of shadow. So I basically do a wash of a shadow on there. And then I create the sunlight and the shadow with two more layers of color with dots. And it's time consuming, but- How long does it usually take you to complete one painting? It depends on the size and the elements. Uh, Usually it's about a week and a half to a month. Depends. So like uh, 10 by 24 is a good size, medium, small, medium size that could take a week or even less, it depends. And then I work up to 30 by 40, which takes about a month, month or more, because it's so big. And it, and I still do pointillistic style. So it's just a, it's like a pencil point that I use. You can tell in your work, I feel the love and the, yeah. the extra care. Oh, cool. Yes. I'm glad. So how did Disney come about? How does this, so you are yeah. licensed to put Disney characters in your 
feature in your backgrounds, basically? Yes. Words. Yes. So it's kind of like um, perfect marriage, honestly, with with how your style is and how Disney. Yeah, works. yeah, it actually works well. It's a it's a good mix because the way I do it is I do it within my style. So you can tell that it's my work because the environments are pretty much the same all the way through the non-Disney and the, the Disney. It's just that they're designed for the characters to be in them based on the films and my take on it. I ended up, I was in a, I'm in a gallery in um, Simi Valley and she introduced me to the people that do the, uh, the license that has a license in LA. So we got together. She wanted me to do a really quick painting, a small painting of, Mickey Mouse in my environment. And I'm all, oh, okay, I'll have three days left. So I'll, I'll get that done. So I ended up doing it really quick, did a show with her. And then we met with them, you know, on the side to, to get that going. We sat down with like, I think there was like seven or eight of them, sat down, looked at my work and they fell in love with it right away and wanted me to be part of that to see how I would, create these scenes. It was great. It was, it was a great meeting. I didn't have any expectations. One of those things that's like, yeah, let's try it, see what happens. And it ended up working out well and it's getting better each time, each day. I mean, it's amazing. Is it hard for you to create those Disney characters to paint them? No, because they're done. They're, they're, they're already designed. The hard part is coming up with the, the composition to get them into the painting so i don't i don't take anything from the films i make up my own and then take the characters and place them how i would like them to be posed or whatever that already exist i just use those and then i do have to draw them and i do have to paint them so it's still me doing it but i don't have to come up with a character you know i have to create a character but i use it to, to my advantage so that i can enhance a scene that's never been done before. So remember when I was saying before I wanted to do the backgrounds for Disney films or animated oh. films. Now I'm doing that as paintings, uh-huh. you know, instead, which is really cool. So it's, it's, it's awesome. I love it. And it's and, your own works now that you can, yeah. it's your own style. Which is yeah. Amazing. Yeah. It's, it's great. Cool. Ah, it's so exciting. From all your experiences, what has been your proudest accomplishment with your art, would you say? Oh, man. <laughs> uh, proudest accomplishment? So far. Well, there's, there's a few things. I was honored to have one of my pieces in a uh, episode of Hawaii Five-0, which is really cool. You know, I didn't, <laughs> didn't have any idea that that would happen ever. So it's one of those things that's actually really cool. And so it, it was on the uh, episode of 20, 2013 Halloween episode. So it was in October. You know, it wasn't like it was showcased and stuff, but it was in the scene and they were passing by and stuff. And it was like, wow, that was, that was really cool. It's amazing when that's recognized. When your art gets recognized at that level, it's really, really cool. And then, you know, I've got to meet some celebrities through art, like in the video game industry, and even you know now, uh, I mean it's it's crazy. But yeah, I mean, I think the one thing that sticks out too is that my wife and my kids really love what I do, and 
that support is just amazing. I mean, that just says it all. So it's, it's awesome. I think that in itself makes it worth doing. How crazy that you have, you know, you start doodling and drawing like nine years old and then, okay, I'll do some signs and graphics and then video games. And now you're doing your own work and your art's expanding just beyond, you know, your little bubble. It's in different medias now. Yeah, exactly. And it just takes off on its own. It can take, feel like takes forever for an art career to to go anywhere. And it does. I mean, but you've got to be persistent. You've got to, it's got to, like you say, you got to have that passion and that love for it, for people to recognize it, you know, because it could just pass by. But if it's not nurtured or taken care of and, and constantly there, then it's not going to go anywhere. But now it's like, people are starting to see it and it feels like for the first time, you know, but it's been there for a while. <laughs> it's crazy. So it's got, it's like a song, you know, it's like, Oh man, that song is amazing. And it's the first time I've heard it. And it, it came out like a long time ago. It's weird. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like, which is cool. So what advice would you give for any emerging artists? Oh, wow. Well, I would definitely say if you are passionate about it and it's something you really love to do, be consistent. Also know that you should be getting better each time as opposed to just reaching a plateau and being happy with that. And then be just, you know, just do that. If you can evolve as an artist, become better and strong in your craft, you're going to go places. People are going to start to see different things. It's when you become complacent and you think that your artwork should be everywhere. Well, you're not the judge of that. you got to get it in front of people. you got to bear your soul because it's not easy. It's not easy at all. And you got to be humble, humble enough for it to uh, do something, take off. But definitely be persistent. Don't give up. Don't let anybody tell you you can't do this or you're not good enough or whatever. Because I've been down that road all the time. And it's just that I never took no for an answer. I was rejected many times by different companies that I sent stuff in. And did I think that I was bad? Of course, I thought I was bad. I wasn't good enough or this and that. But it never stopped me from creating and doing something better. And then it just evolved. And it's, you know, when I look back, I just, I mean... I've been doing this now for over 45 years and it seems crazy that it's just starting to flourish, you know, because I found myself, I found something that fits me, my style and my technique. And it's just resonating now. It's a lifetime thing. It's not just, you're going to break into it. So there's time. I would suggest though, to have your art, and have a full-time job, something similar to what you do. You know, you don't want to be a lawyer, but you're, yeah. you know, but you want to do art. You know, you, you don't, that's not going to help you. You know, you want to do something in the arts while you're still have this on the side. So I, I would work full-time and then I'd come home and paint mm-hmm. and then I'd paint on the weekends and then I'd work, you know, you know that kind of thing. So mm-hmm. that's, that's how it works, you know? And it's good, but don't ever be disappointed for anything. Just keep going. As Dizzy says, keep moving forward. Just keep going. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. 
Do you ever experience burnout? You know, that's funny. I used to when I was just painting ordinary things. Like, for example, I was painting more of the realistic scenes, but verbatim, right? So it'd be like a whole scene. It was never made up. It was, you know, the, a real scene. But as I was doing a couple of them, I was like, I just... I hit like a brick wall like thing, or I just like didn't have any creativity in my head. It wasn't exciting. That's why, because it wasn't exciting. So now that I have all this, this idea in my head in this new style, new meaning 20 years, <laughs> uh, style, there's never been that because I can come up with something and consistently do it now and know what I'm where I'm going where I'm going to start and where I'm going to end but I also get surprises in there too because something new could happen or a new technique and just to perfect something and it's exciting now it's it's so exciting I love to work I love doing it so I work six days a week and then take one day off just so that I can have that build up of creativity again mm -hmm. so yeah but I look forward to it every day do you have any new events or projects coming up that you want to share that you're excited about? I'm going to be at the Festival of the Arts at Epcot in January. Oh, my God. For the Disney show. Yeah. So I'll be there two weeks. It'll be exciting. Yeah. So I paint live. And then the booth that I'm in is a gallery and then a publisher. And they have uh, my work and a lot of other artists will be there, too. But we share a booth. We get to meet people. We talk. We paint. They sell our art, and it's it's really cool. It's it's amazing how many collectors are there, are out there that collect Disney stuff. It's amazing. Oh, I can and imagine. They, oh, yeah. wow. And they get to know my style too, which is really cool. So they know me. Yeah, there's a lot of a lot of things that are, are exciting things that are coming up that. Some of them I can't say right now, but uh, when they are, if you follow me on my Facebook or Instagram, you'll see those posts soon, hopefully. Ooh, I can't wait. Yeah, yeah it's exciting. Have you been to the um, D23? Yes, I I went this last uh, September. And then- How was that? I, yeah, it was awesome. Did well. It, it's really cool. It's, it's amazing the different atmosphere that you- are in when you're at a D23 or, you know, those kinds of things, because I've never experienced it before. Um, I've been to two now and they've been amazing. I'm really happy to know that I'll be going to future ones too. So the next one, uh, I guess it's in two years, I guess. Uh, they do it every other year. Yeah, what has cool. been the reoccurring response from Disney fans about your work? Uh, what they love, and this is feedback from the galleries that I've been in, is that they love the, the, uh, amount of detail, the attention to detail and the atmosphere. So again, it's my, the atmosphere that I can create the lighting and everything. It's, that's exciting. Well, I can't wait to see what else you do and I'll be keeping an eye out because yeah, it's exciting. Absolutely. Yeah. Before we go, I want to ask some rapid fire questions because okay. I think it's really fun. <laughs> okay. Okay. Hopefully I can answer them. <laughs> yes. A favorite Disney movie? Alice in Wonderland. It has to be. Yeah, the original. Loved it. Yes. Have you seen the Tim Burton? Tim Burton? Yeah. I, 
it's okay. I I don't care for that as much, but the original animation, oh, you just can't beat it. It's amazing. Hardest Disney character to draw so far. Oh my, uh, hardest. Well, Maleficent isn't very easy because she's got a lot of things, you know, <laughs> to her. So I'd have to say the challenge would be that Maleficent, mm-hmm. you know, the evil queen. Oh yeah, she's crazy. Yeah, but <laughs> I love doing that too. At the same time, what character is the easiest then? Well, Mickey is probably yeah. easy because it's they teach it. I mean, it's like the three yeah. circles, and then yeah. you know, <laughs> I'd have to say yes. Uh, but they're still not all very easy. You have to have some kind of drawing skill. But yeah, I mean, I think I think Mickey would probably be it. What is your favorite color to work with? I love green. Green's my favorite color. Oh, nice. Love it. But I love all colors now. So when I'm painting. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of yellows and greens because I love the colors of life, you know, the greens and uh, I don't know. I just like that. Nice. Yeah. Do you have any painting rituals that you do? Rituals. I'd have to say I start them all the same. Draw it out first, do the background and then do the detail. And I do like four or five of them at the same time. Hmm. So I'd have to say, yeah, I I have that same process each time. If you could go anywhere in the world, where would you go and why? Well, Italy, (laughs) for one, I'm full uh, 100% Italian. So there's that, but also for the art. So I want to go into Sistine Chapel. I want to see the statues, the very things that I saw in those art history classes. Mm -hmm. That's where I want to go. Also France, you know, uh, I would love to see all that stuff. Spain, I mean, just, there's a whole, you know, (laughs) lot there, but Europe. Yeah, so sum it up. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Who's your favorite artist? Ivan Earl is my favorite artist. He was the original artist who did the backgrounds for Sleeping Beauty. People also say that my work kind of mimics his as well. Mm-hmm. And I love that because he's he's basically the the style that I was trying to find or figure out how I could put my work to that just because I just loved it. It was so magical. Obviously, he's passed away now, but man, he, he was awesome. And I got to meet him. Amazing artist. Amazing artist. Uh, how did you, you meet him? Uh, he was doing shows, art shows in these uh, galleries in the malls where I was in San Jose. I knew that he was going to be there. So I, you know, went there to meet him, got a print signed and stuff. I have a book signed by him. And oh, yeah, it's awesome. Oh, that's so yeah. cool. That is so great. Yeah. Yeah. His work is, you, you it's so iconic. Like, just, yeah. it's very distinct, you know? Yes, it really is. It's amazing. Oh. And when you're not busy doing your art, what do you like to do for yourself? Oh, gosh, I love to love to go on vacations or go away for a few days with my family, my wife and sons. And I love to do that and get away because that in itself energizes me to come back and paint more, you know. And of course, I'm always looking when I'm in different places for travel. I love to just look and 
observe what nature is in places I've never been. You know, it's like, oh, it's so great. You know, the one thing is when you look at the moon, it's the same moon that everybody sees all over the world. But it's so strange that I can see it here where I live now in Ohio and somebody else, you know, like in California or the other part of the world can see the same moon. Mm-hmm. That blows my mind. <laughs> you know, so the observing nature is like amazing. It's amazing. There's, I think a lot of artists I interview, they're always inspired by nature or yeah. their, their way to not do art. They go outside and are around nature because I think it's such yeah. a, a freeing escape. And it's just makes you realize that the world is, we're so small and the world is just bigger and beautiful, you know? Yeah. And so much to look at new each time. Well, thank you so much for coming on and for sharing your journey. Check out Michael's work on his website at michaelprovenza.com and follow you on Instagram and you said Facebook, right? Facebook. Yep. Yep. Oh yeah. Keep updated on all his events and his new projects. Thanks again. This is great. Thank you. Yeah. I appreciate it. It was great talking to you. Yes. And thank you to everyone who's been listening in. And stay tuned for another episode next month.